There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is no good. No one missed. I think we got a heck of a shot of winning. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. All you non-believers disrespect us. Talk crap about the defense, like we ain't the third best defense in the league. See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Fitzpatrick. And so, Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets win in overtime. And the New York Giants, given the last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. This is NFL Friday. Going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants, Jets, and across the NFL on WFUV Sports. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of NFL Friday alongside Breach Gottman and Matt Benson. I'm Sebastian Seabach, and we do have a lot to discuss today. We'll begin the episode with the current hot topics ranging from both the Giants and the Jets, and later we will discuss all the upcoming games for this week and finish it off with our playoff predictions down the road. But before we get into any of that, Breach, how are you doing today on this fine day? Great, Sebastian. Happy to be on NFL Friday. I don't know how many weeks in a row I've been on it, but I've been on it more weeks than I've not been on it this season. Well, this is week 11 of the season, so. so let's say at least seven or eight I've been here, so if you're an active listener of NFL Friday, here I am once again and always exciting to talk some football and both the Giants and Jets suiting up this weekend. A lot to get to. Both the New York teams coming hot down the stretch. Uh, the Jets just coming off a recent loss against the Patriots, actually a bye week. And the Giants, you know, coming off with that win against the Texans. Matt, how are you doing today? I believe you haven't been on NFL Friday in a while. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. It's my third episode of the of the season. And uh, last time I was on, I was with Breach. And I, I love doing this podcast. It's a great time. And we've got a, we've got a few games to look forward to this mm-hmm. weekend that I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, you know, first, you know, we got we got the Giants this week. They're they're playing the Lions. They're seven and two right now, and really the number one question is since with the Eagles losing to the Commanders last week, do you think the Giants can really make a run at the division and and be the top seed in the NFC East? Yeah, absolutely. I I, I think that the Eagles are a really good football team, but I think when you look at their wins, their 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 quality of wins, and I'm gonna pull up their schedule right now. I'm not necessarily gonna go as far as to call them frauds. However, I don't think that they have any wins where you look at that and you say to yourself, okay, they are going to be the Super Bowl champs. Let's run through their season. Barely beat the Lions week one in a shootout. They they beat up on the Vikings, which is probably their best one of the season because of how good the Vikings turned out to be. They take care of the Commanders on the road. Tough one against the Jaguars. Tough one against the Cardinals. Close one against the Cowboys. They blow out the Steelers. Okay closer than expected game against the Texans, and then you lose to the Commanders. I, You know, I don't know if I see enough there to really say, hey, the Eagles are really, really that good. And while their schedule actually isn't that hard down the stretch, record aside, I think that all it takes is the Giants to beat them twice, and that could be the tiebreaker. Now, I think this is kind of like a theme in the NFC East because all the teams in the NFC East kind of play these same teams, and I think that's why you see the record for the Eagles, the Giants— the commanders, and even, you know, even the all, all the teams in the NFC East, their records are all very high. They're all above 500 right now. Now, Matt, I know you're an Eagles fan, and 
you're you're definitely opposed to breach that the Eagles are the team. Yeah, to Matt beat. has some things to say. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> even though they lost uh, last week against the Commanders, I still think the Eagles are the team to beat. Obviously, in the NFC East, I think that this was actually an important loss for the team because now they don't have to worry about everybody saying seventeen and zero and then twenty and zero for the for the championship. Now they just have to focus on winning games, getting the first seed in the NFC, and getting that first round bye. I think I think despite that though I think the Giants are gonna be right there with them until until those last two games where they where they're head to head against each other um, down the stretch at the end of the season because I think that will make up who wins the NFC East with how with how well the Giants have stuck with the Eagles even even through nine games each. Matt brought up an important point: the Giants and the Eagles have yet to play head to head this season as they usually do in years past. They always technically wait out toward the end of the season when they play head-to-head and you know the Giants you, you look at the remaining schedule you know they have a lot of teams they play in the division it's not necessarily like an easy schedule given record-wise I mean they play the Commanders twice the Eagles twice and you know they play the Cowboys and they also play the Vikings so you know they're other than the Lions who they play on Sunday they're, they're playing against teams that are all over 500 and I think you know it's really going to determine how how well they play down the stretch because if you look at the teams that they played earlier, oh, they played the Texans, the Jaguars, you know, the Packers aren't even that good this year, the Bears, the Panthers, you know, all all teams that are under 500. And plus, you beat the Titans week one on a, on a game on a lucky field goal that was missed by them. So I think it's called like, good defense. Like yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. really kind of questionable to see like or or to consider whether they are actually the team to beat in the NFC East. But let's move over to the AFC East where you got the Jets. The Jets are, are a bit of surprise this year. They're right now, you know, they're six and three. They're currently sitting, I think, second in the AFC East with the Dolphins at number one right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the sitting second. They have the same record as the Bills, but they beat the Bills, so they're currently above. Uh, do you think this is a good enough of a Jets team to take the next step and actually make the playoffs this year? I think that they are going to make the playoffs. It's and I think if you look at expectations prior to this season, it was kind of sort of an unknown. You get a second-year quarterback in Zach Wilson. You're still evaluating the guy who's hurt a lot. You bring in a lot of great pieces, and I wouldn't say that they're overperforming. It's just that Joe Douglas is finally, his plan is actually starting to materialize now. And I think that win over Buffalo was really the signature win to prove it all. However, I think there's a lot on the line this weekend. They haven't beat the Patriots in like six or seven years, right? And you lost to him a couple years ago, in your, a couple of weeks ago, pardon me, in your own building. And now you're going on, on the road to Foxborough. And, you know, the Patriots aren't who they were our whole life, right? They know Brady, Belichick's still there. But, I mean, it's, it's not the same daunting task on taking. It's not this juggernaut of a team anymore. They're a respectable, like, average team. Like, they're not, they're not terrible. But you can't, you can't take them lightly, especially up, up in Foxborough where, you know, those New England fans are, are some of the best fans whether you like it or not, they're some of the best fans in the NFL. Like They will show out that it'll be a sellout no matter how cold it is. The Jets need to win this game, even if they can win other games. I think for just a morale and for momentum, you got to beat the New England Patriots. It's the classic New York-Boston rivalry. You can't keep losing to the same team and, and convince yourself that you're taking the next step as a franchise. I mean, the Jets, yeah. well, the Jets, you know, they play the Patriots this Sunday, and Matt, I think, you know, I mean, you're not really into the AFC East. You're more into the NFC East. So, like, do you do you think, like, I, I think this is, like, an important game because if they lose, they go from second to fourth. So this is a big game right here. Oh, it's a huge game. I mean, every every team in the AFC East is within one and a half to two games of each other, and a win puts the Jets in, like, tied for first place. A loss puts them in fourth place. 
there's a lot on the line with every game, especially now that we're over the halfway mark into the season. This is week 11 now. Every game, especially in a tight division like this, every game matters. Like, they need they need to take care of this huge game against the Patriots. Because this, this game, if the Patriots lose, it puts it puts them to 5-5, five and five, puts the Jets at 7-3. and three. It's That's a, a very difference. It's a huge difference right there. I mean, if you look at the Jets' remaining schedule, too, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of mixed. You know, it's kind of like a mix of you know good and bad teams. You know, they do play the Jaguars, they they do play the Lions, but you know they also play, and I mean they do play the Bears too after the Patriots. But you know they play the Vikings, the Seahawks, and the Dolphins. So, you know, I I believe in like winning the divisional games in order to win the division. And I think that goes for the same with the Giants because the Giants really haven't played that many teams in the division so far. They still have five more divisional games remaining. So I, I think, like, you know, in order for, like, the Jets to, like, actually keep their position in the postseason right now, they have to win those important games and prove that they are the better team. And now I believe we will transition into all the games for this week. But, you know, we just had a game yesterday, the Green Bay Packers against the Titans. You know, the Packers, I believe, you know, they dropped a 4-7 and seven with a 27-17 loss against the Titans. Ryan Tannehill did look really good yesterday. Breach, we'll start with you. Do you think this is the end for the Packers season and Aaron Rodgers? You know, after last week when they beat the Cowboys, I thought that maybe they were turning a corner after obviously not the start they had wanted. You saw kind of a vintage Aaron Rodgers game referencing last week, not last night. And you saw a rejuvenated Aaron Rodgers who controlled the football and beat the Cowboys, a team that he has historically had a lot of success against people myself included thought hey maybe this maybe the Packers can do all right like the Vikings are a really good team and they've probably locked up the division but wild card spots are up for grabs but after last night you know you're four and seven you're playing the Eagles next week I just I don't see a path for them to the playoffs at this point it's just it's sad to say as somebody who grew up watching Aaron Rodgers and he's basically been a top three quarterback in the NFL my whole life and that now it's just like, oh man, is this really the end? And kind of the same with Tom Brady too, although his team's in a slightly less bad position, but definitely uh, end of an era for those older quarterbacks this year. Yeah, yeah. It's I think I think it is the end of the Packers, honestly, with with how the team has turned over so much over the past couple years, especially last offseason losing Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem as motivated or as talented as a quarterback as he once was. And right now sitting at seventh in, in the wild card standings in the in the NFC, I, I don't I don't see unless they can pull off a miracle, which we've seen Aaron Rodgers do, to be fair. But the best they can finish now is ten and seven, which it's good. But I don't. And I don't think that's if you win out. I yeah, mean, that's I, if you yeah, win out. You, you have to beat the Eagles. Yeah. You have to beat the Vikings. You have to beat the Dolphins. Yeah, they could realistically finish with ten losses with those games alone. Mm-hmm. I I think they're honestly looking a lot like the Rams to me, where a team that has been very good over the past five years, they're finally age and time is starting to catch up to them. Yeah, Rams at three and six. I still can't even believe that. It's crazy. Yeah, you know the season is looking pretty bleak for the Green Bay Packers right now, sitting at four and seven. You know, this used to be a team that you know used to run away with the division. Obviously, that's not going to happen this year with the Vikings claiming that title. So the only way for the Packers to get into the playoffs at this point is probably through the wild card, unless some miracle happens. The Titans really exposed them yesterday. Ryan Tannehill in the second game back, twenty-two of twenty-seven, three hundred thirty-three yards, two touchdowns, no. And interception late in the game. I mean, he's the quarterback, you know, that that he looked like 
two years ago when he signed that contract extension with the Titans and took over for Marcus Mariota. Um, and I think the Titans, you know, they were the number one AFC East. They were the number one team in the AFC last year. I, I, I think this Titans team, you know, has the ability to make a run because I think they're well coached. They're, they're well spread out. And I don't think there's like, I, I, th- I don't think there's like anything going completely wrong with this team. The division's not really a problem for them, but the Titans are a team to sleep on later on. But let's transition to the other games this week. Sunday. Starting at 1 p.m., we got the Bears and the Falcons. Breach, who do you pick? We going picks against the spread or just straight up? Nope, just straight up. All right, that's not as fun, but it's you know it's it's what we do. The spread, um, the spread, the spread is plus three for Chicago. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, I like the Bears in this game. I think what Justin Fields has done the last couple of weeks has been really impressive. I mean, if if you're in a fancy football watch, I think all of us are. He's been a monster. He's been close to 40 points the last two weeks. He's kind of coming into his own, kind of silencing the haters per se, um, given how poorly of a start he had to his career. But I think that he's making those strides. Uh, I don't think the Falcons are that good. They're three-point favorites at home, which basically means it's a toss-up. Uh, I'll go with the Bears. Yeah, I would agree, actually. I, I'm really, I've been really impressed with Justin Fields and the turnaround he's made this year. He he was not impressive last year. We all know that. But especially over the past few weeks this year, he's he's really come into his own and I'm I'm happy to see that for him. I'm rooting for him as oh, yeah. just an NFL fan. And I think I think the uh the Bears are gonna end up taking it. Yeah, coming from a quarterback standpoint, I, I think, you know, he's really made strides, especially over the past three weeks. I mean, he's thrown seven touchdowns, one interception. Uh he's he's rushed for almost hundred and fifty yards in the past two games. So I think, you know, the Bears you know, with Justin Fields coming along, I think, you know, they'll take the plus, they'll cover the plus three sped and probably win against the Falcons. Next, we have the Panthers and the Ravens. And I think, you know, the Panthers, you know, they trade their best player in Christian McCaffrey. They fired their head coach. They're tanking for the season. I would pick the Ravens easily. Yeah, a 13-point spread's kind of scary from that perspective, but definitely picking the Ravens to win this one, I don't know, 13 points is is a lot to, to, to pick to cover, though, so I'd Go with the Panthers to cover that plus thirteen. I, I think the Ravens are going to win, but I think they will cover. I think they're going to win, and it's just a matter of how many points they're going to win by. Yeah, I mean this could easily be yeah, a blowout. This I just could think, be a blowout. Yeah, these backdoor covers have been crazy I mean, this season. A full two touchdowns, yeah. which is not the easiest thing. To no, bet I on. know. But I, I think they will win by like seventeen. Points. Yeah, I mean they should win by twenty plus. Yeah. but I mean just the NFL is the NFL, you know you never know. <laughs> Ravens and Panthers over under 41 points minus 13 for the Ravens. I believe the Ravens will cover that no problem given that the Panthers, you know, they're non- they're not really playing for anything for the rest of the season. Next we have the Cleveland Browns and the Buffalo Bills. The spread is minus 8 for Buffalo and I still think Buffalo will cover the spread. Yeah, so this game is actually being played in Detroit because of the uh, winter storm. Yep, in Buffalo. Yes. Um is Deshaun Watson playing? No. So he's, so he's he's back at practice, but he's not playing yet. Correct. I don't think he's back till week 13, if I remember right. Okay. Okay, so, I mean, I don't know. If, I still wouldn't pick the Browns if he was playing, but, yeah, I'll go with the Bills, especially, you know, indoor stadium. Yeah, they, they, they should easily win this, and they'll cover. Yeah, how is is Cleveland closer to Detroit than Buffalo? Oh, yeah, much closer. Oh, so, yeah, definitely. they can make the drive. It, oh, yeah, they can definitely. make the drive. So it might be a but second. But Bills Mafia is, you know, they'll, Bills Mafia they'll make some stuff they, happen, they, too. They, yeah, they, they'll they, travel. Yeah, they'll I think the funny well. thing is that um, Buffalo plays in Detroit again uh, against the Lions on Thanksgiving, like four days later. 
Oh, so they could just stay. They could just they, stay. They, yeah, but I read well. an article that they're going to fly back home to practice and then fly back again. I'm like, why would you do that? What's with all the travel? I mean, There's no point of practicing in the snow. Yeah, like, right? I don't know. It's just, it's it's, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Bills, though, too. I think, I, I don't think it's going to be a close game either. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, Josh Allen, you know, he's kind of been struggling the last two games, but I, I believe this is a good rebound for him, you know, for him to get on track against a bad team in the Browns. I th- I think they'll cover it easily. But then we have – you go over to the Commanders and the Texans. The spread is only plus three for the Texans. So, you know, I, like with the Commanders coming in, you know, division's on the line. They got something to play for. I, I think the Commanders can cover that easily. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. But the te- the Texans did give the Eagles a run a couple weeks ago, but so did the Commanders. Um, Texans played the Giants close for a bit too. Like, like I was at that game like – I'm telling you, like, this NFL and college football are so different. Like, the, you know, there's much less, like, true blowouts in the NFL. Like, even if the margin of victory is, like, 8 to 10 points, like, bad teams will still keep it close. you got to remember there's talent on every team. So don't take the Texans lightly. they could technically find a way to come back. But it's like sometimes it could be at a point in which it's, like, too late in the game or it's, like, it's close and then they win by a touchdown. So, yeah, it's it's just good for a team like that, like, that's rebuilding to play in close games and exactly. still be playing for something, even though they have one win right now. I think I think they'll beat the Commanders, actually, this week. Yeah, that's a bold Interesting. pick. Interesting. You know, I almost want to go with that pick because for the past three weeks I've been rooting hard for the Commanders because they're playing a lot of NFC East, and now all of a sudden they're at 5-5. Five and five. I'm like, oh, wait, are they now a threat, right? Like, I kind of need these guys to lose, and I need Carson Wentz to come back so the Giants can beat him because I think Taylor Heineke is a damn good quarterback. I, I do think he's actually decent, and he yeah. showed that last week against great. the Eagles. He's definitely, yeah. he's definitely way more athletic than Carson Wentz in, in and out of the pocket, I yeah. think. So, and you know, he, this, he made some really good throws the past few weeks. Yeah, just some smart IQ plays. Like yeah. the, you know, He took the knee, and then obviously the penalty is, is unfortunate, but I mean, like it was a smart play by him because the defenders were going towards him. He kind of had a sense of what was going to happen. So, yeah. Good IQ. Phillies, not Phillies, excuse me, Philadelphia and the Colts are up next, and I believe, Matt, you know, you're going to be picking Philadelphia on this one. I do believe, you know, the Colts, with the switch at quarterback with Matt Ryan, I think, you know, the Colt, the plus, plus or minus line is plus seven for the Colts right now, so I think, you know, the Colts could possibly make a, a run for, for the Eagles. I don't know. I think the Eagles are going to come out firing after losing. I think they're going to I think they got, their pride was hurt a little bit. Howie Roseman made two big moves, getting two defensive linemen immediately after they lost to the Commanders. I think they're going to come out with vengeance against the Colts and like blow them out of the water. Yeah, this one could get ugly. I mean, I do credit Jeff Saturday for coming in and picking up a, a win last week, and Matt Ryan back it's at quarterback. Hey, I mean, look. I mean, the, I mean, the Raiders. You know, they they they've kind of like that's another story. a lot of holes this year. So yeah. I will say Eagles will win and they'll win comfortably, but I don't know. It's, the Colts could be an interesting, interesting story down the stretch. The Jeff Saturday era, who knows? Yeah, uh-huh. right. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I mean, we're just... expecting a blowout for the Eagles, and then we have the Jets and the Patriots, and uh, the Patriots are expected. Uh, the plus or minus line is three and a half for the Patriots. Minus three and a half for the Patriots. I still think the Patriots will cover that. I, I. I don't know. It's tough because yeah, I, 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 I'm rooting for the Jets. I really want them yeah. to, to do well. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's a tight division. It's fun to see the Patriots start to downfall, which is kind of nice. But in Fox, bro, it's tough. 
Jets coming off a big win and the bye week. I'm going to go with the Jets. I think James Robinson's going to have a big game. It's going to be his third game with the Jets now and coming off a bye week. He's going to be more comfortable with the system, and I think I think he's going to have a big game against the Patriots. I think to your point, I'm a Giant fan. You're an Eagles fan. Sebastian, I don't know who I'm you root Gi- for. Gi- I'm a Giant fan. Okay. I'm sure a Giant fan. I will still root for the Jets because the success of any New York team just brings more excitement to the city. Now, obviously, I'm not going to root for them against the Giants or or really in the playoffs. Not that I would root against them, but I'm not going to root hard for them. But in this kind of game, absolutely, I'm going for the Jets, and I and I think that they can pick up this win. They have all the momentum. They just beat the Bills. They're coming off a they had a bye week last week, if I'm not mistaken, right? So they they've rested up, coming off the best win they've had in years. A lot to play for here, and they'll be seven and three if they win. Seven and three, and I mean, obviously the Bills will probably win too. So you know they'll also be seven and three. However, you need to be able to keep pace with those teams because you will fall behind very quickly in this division with the with the level of uh, <laughs> the quality of teams that you're playing against. So, yeah, I'll take the Jets in this one. I hope it doesn't age poorly. But. I mean, as mentioned earlier, you know, the Jets are a very young, exciting team, and they've gotten off to a really good start this season. And they had the big win against the Bills, but, you know, going into Foxborough, going in against Bill Belichick and that defense for the Patriots, which has always been a strong suit for them, and Zach Wilson, who, you know, s- still developing as a quarterback, didn't play great against the Patriots last time out. I still think the Patriots will come out on top of that game. Moving on, we got the Rams and the Saints. Oh, the spread for the Sa- is the spread is minus three for the Saints. Uh, Matt Stafford, I believe he's still questionable for this week. I think he was just announced to be back. Okay, if so I just if I read it right. So that changes I think things. He's playing, yeah. That changes things, but not by much because he hasn't really been the same player this year Cooper, and with Cooper, Cooper and with Cooper out, Cup going yeah. on the IR I'm going with the Saints God, this over under is 39 jeez <laughs> I'll take the Saints in like a 13 to 10 game I mean it's not going to be one worth watching I think I will take the Rams just because Matt Stafford's going to be back but neither mm. of these teams are very good yeah. and the Rams have really underperformed this year so I'll go with the Rams, but it's going to be a tight one. I think it. No, I don't think it's necessarily going to be a tight one. I think it's going to be a blowout. Oh but, really? But wow. but on the but on the Saints end. You think the Saints are going to wow. blow out the I th- Rams? I think the Saints are going to blow out the Rams. Really? Yeah. I think it's just that, you know, the Rams. You know, they they've they don't really have like. What kind of weapon do you think the Saints have? Like, I mean, they still have Alvin Kamara. So. Oh, yeah. Fair I mean, enough. Yeah. So I think you know they'll probably like run all over them and. You know, they still have Andy Dalton for this week too, who has had some good games this year. So. Yeah, he's been okay. Yeah, so but I, I, they're not anything special, but I still think the Saints will run all over the Rams just because that is how kind of the season has gone for the Rams. And then we got the Lions and the Giants for me. Bias, Breach, you probably bias to Giants. Yeah, so the spread th- is pretty low. It's minus three. I think that that is actually what it should be based on everything. Really? Oh yeah. Giants are seven and two. I love the Giants. I've been at every game I could be at. I mean, the Lions are on a two-game win streak right now. Too. But you have to keep in mind that every game the Giants have played in has been very close. They haven't won a single game by double digits. They beat the Panthers by three, the Bears by by eight, the Titans by one, the Packers by five. I mean, should have been seven, but five. The Ravens they beat them by like a, a four, I think. Maybe yeah. I mean these. Whether it's a good team or a bad team, the margin of victory is is not that big. 
Jacksonville, they were one yard away from losing. My point is that even if the Giants are a much more talented team on paper, this game is going to be close because that's the style of football the Giants play. It's just hard-nosed football. You just outwork your opponent in the end, but it might not be pretty. It's going to get ugly. My score prediction is I'll go Giants 21, Lions 17. Yeah, expect this to actually be close going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think this is going to be a close one. It's going to be a a weird game, in my opinion, just because the Lions have a good offense and a horrible defense where they score a lot of points, let up a ton of points, whereas the Giants don't score a ton of points, but they also don't let up a ton of points. So something's got to give in this game. Yeah, it's going to be kind of – yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah, so – are the Giants finally going to score points? I think it will happen this week, and yeah. especially because the Lions' defense is horrible. We all know that. I'd love to see Kenny Galladay score against his former team, or just score at all. Two drops in the first he half. Do something. Like, I he think... got benched in the second half, rightly so, but I'm like, it'd just be nice, even if a touchdown didn't mean anything long-term, just to know that you got a, like 1% of the money that you paid to him went to something. I mean, it's just it's so sad. In his second year of his contract, Kenny Galladay still has yet to have a touchdown with the New York Giants. I think this is like, you know, like I I think Detroit will find a way to score at least 25 points this week. I think the Giants will have to find something of that sort, find a way to score more than 25 points because. I don't know. Have they done that this season? uh, I don't don't think they have. No, I think they did against the Packers when. 27. Yeah. Yeah, I think they did against the Packers. But I think, you know. I don't think this is going to be a blowout, but the Giants are going to be proven that they have to score this week. Moving on, we got the Raiders and the Broncos, two teams that have both underwhelmingly have underperformed this year. Broncos currently minus two and a half. I'm going with the Broncos because the Raiders, there's like no direction for the Raiders. Yeah, I'll. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could pick neither of these teams in this game. Pretty ugly. Yeah, I'll go with the Broncos. Look, they're at home. Something about that wind up at mile high, I think, will give them enough of an edge. The Josh McDaniels era, the saga over in Oakland, or wherever they are, Las Vegas, it's just not, he just doesn't seem to be clicking there. I mean, you look at all the strides they made last season. Um, they, they, They made the playoffs last season, right? And you said, oh, look at all these great weapons they have. They bring in Devontae Adams. They bring in Josh McDaniels, of course, offensive coordinator with the Patriots for all those years. Briefly coached uh, with the Broncos. It didn't go amazingly there, but he did start 6-0. and So, you know, good things and, and good, you know, he has a lot on his resume, McDaniels, but he just doesn't seem to be the guy at this point. And for that reason, I'm going with the Broncos. They'll cover the spread. It's 2.5. Yeah, this is... It's a tough one because both of these teams you you would have thought would be riding high coming into the season with the Raiders making the playoffs after that huge game against the Chargers and then the Broncos with the huge additions they made, especially Russell Wilson was the notable one. But both teams have underperformed greatly and both quarterbacks have honestly underperformed greatly. Um, I'm going to go with the Broncos. I think just being at home, the mile high obviously plays a huge a huge, huge role for opposing teams, and I think Russell Wilson has to turn around at some point, and I think this might be the week that he actually plays somewhat, somewhat well. I don't I think he'll he even play. Be cool. Against a, against a horrible Raiders defense. Yeah, I think I think I think he'll start start the uptrend. Yeah. 
Well, that disappointing game is followed by a really big game. Uh, you got the Cowboys and the Vikings. You know, the Cowboys spread minus one and a half. This uh, the stupidest thing I've ever uh, seen. Uh, like, with the way the Vikings have played this year, the win against the Bills, I- I'm going to say they keep it rolling and go with the Vikings. I think this is the single worst spread I've seen on a game in a long time. How is Dallas favored on the road? They are not that good of a football team. Against an 8-1 and one team. Against an 8-1 and one team. You're 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 six and three, and you just lost to the Green Bay Packers, who, as we've already discussed, aren't that good. No, and like you got to be kidding me, man! Like, how are you a road favorite against the Vikings, who I thought maybe were a bit overrated, but have over the last couple of weeks really proven themselves as a legit contender? Um, Kirk Cousins. He's that guy at 1 o'clock. Now, this game's not being played at 1 o'clock, so will that factor? Only time will tell. But what the Vikings did against the Bills was was simply amazing. Um, that That's probably the game of the year at, at this point. Vikings will win this game. Cowboys will go down. And the Cowboys will have to face the Giants on Thanksgiving on short rest after a tough loss to the Minnesota Vikings. Wow. I like the sound of that. I'm, I agree with everything, honestly. I mean, it'd be great to see the Cowboys playing the Giants six and four on Thursday night on short rest. Oh man, it'd be it'd <laughs> be great to see because then they'd be eating some turkey, potentially six and five. <laughs> oh yeah, almost out of the race. So oh, I'm going Giants just out of you think about my it. hatred. A for the week Cowboys. from now, seven days from now, the Cowboys could be six and five. That is one thing Giants fans and Eagles fans, you know, can agree on. We hate the Cowboys, and we would love to see. The Cowboys in last place. The Commanders pull out a victory this week. Uh, the Cowboys could easily be six and five by the end of Thanksgiving, and the Commanders could be six and five by the end of Sunday. Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be a big, big game: Vikings and Cowboys. Moving on, we got the Bengals and Steelers. Spread for the Steelers is plus four. Uh, I believe this is kind of low, but considering that Jamar Chase is out for the Bengals, I, I think it's kind of reasonable. But I'm I'm still picking the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Bengal. I just I don't know something about the Steelers. They beat the Bucks, but the Bucks aren't that good. Other than that, they've they've been what you kind of expected going into this season. New era, you know, trying out new things. Um, yeah, I'll take the Bengals. I'll give them the points as well. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the Bengals have started to turn around a little bit, even with Jamar Chase's injury. He should be back next week, so it'd be nice to get another win without him, and then really once he comes back, really getting destroyed first season under Mike Tomlin that the Steelers may finish under 500 we got the Bengals winning over the Steelers on that one moving on we got the Sunday night game this should be a big one Kansas City against the Los Angeles Chargers and spread is plus five for the Chargers Justin Herbert still really no weapons back not really sure if Keenan Allen's going to be back this week yet so um, I'm going with the Chiefs on this one Mahomes had really had a really good week last week and he he looks like to be the MVP front runner for the year I'm going with the Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs are probably going to keep it rolling. Um, you mentioned injury concerns for the Chargers. The Chiefs also dealing with a fair share of their own. They won't have Nicole Hardman or Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, and MVS has been dealing with an apparent illness, so different different things to worry about. But obviously the addition of Kadarius Tony was proven to be very beneficial last week. He scored his first career uh, NFL touchdown tiptoeing the sidelines into the end zone kind of tough from the Giants perspective to see that given that you traded him away happy for him but 
okay, you know, it's would have liked to have seen that wearing a Giants uniform. Regardless of that, I think that Patrick Mahomes is is too good of a quarterback and too much of a magician under center to not win this game and to not win by at least five. So, Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs too. I, I have been impressed with how well the Chargers have still played this year, even with their injury problems. But I don't think I've ever seen Patrick Mahomes play a bad Sunday night game. I feel like he's always yeah, he's always lived on. up to yeah. it. He's the anti-Kirk Cousins. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs um, by like 7 or 10. Yeah, I believe the Chiefs will cover that plus 5 easily. Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's always kind of lived up to it. And, you know, I feel like the Chiefs in general just always, you know, they always find a way to utilize their, their weapons efficiently. So, And then Kadarius Tony, obviously you bring up former Giant. Never really played with the Giants. He only really had one 189-yard game, and that's it. So, But scored his first touchdown last week, and now I think you know he could be really be a factor in that Chiefs offense with Tyreek Hill being on the Dolphins this year. Final game of the week, we got the 49ers and the Cardinals. And, you know, I, I believe that, you know, the Cardinals probably not starting Kyler Murray this week. I believe that you know the 49ers will probably take this one. Yeah. So is Kyler Murray not playing? Is that is that the word? In the well, street? he's he's still questionable right now, but it's it's deemed unlikely that he will play. Okay. Well, he's to be a game. Am time I decision, missing something so. here? Because I'm. Oh, this game's in Mexico. That's why I saw the the ticket prices are are absurd. That the cheapest tickets uh, two hundred thirty dollars, but it's a uh, this game's being played in Mexico. I I completely forgot about that. I was gonna say something about the Cardinals. Because I thought that they were the home team, but they're not. I mean, they are, but they're not. You know, it uh, it might be painted Arizona Cardinals in the end zone, but they're not the home team. Uh, San Francisco, minus eight. I'll take that. Yeah, I'd agree with that, too. I think the 49ers are a pretty solid team. This this win, what is it? Does it put them in first place? Yeah. Um, or would it put them in The tie? Seattle Seahawks, are they off this week? I believe the Seahawks. Yeah, yes, they're, they're on a bye. So they'd be tied with Seattle. Have they, have they gone head-to-head yet? Um, I'm not sure. Let me check. Because uh, if not, they'd just be tied. If so, tiebreaker goes to, oh, no, the Niners beat the Seahawks in week two. Yeah, so they so would Niners be. So Niners would be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think, I think think this is a huge game for the Niners, and they need, yeah. they need to win this. Get to, the division get back. Get the division back, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go with the Niners by four. It'll be a tight one. Yeah, it could be close, but uh, I I do think they'll they'll cover somehow. I don't know. Have they? Is this the first time they've played in Mexico City? Just the NFL. I don't know if this is a new thing, but it's always exciting to see how the international games pan out. The Germany game. The was Germany awesome. game was yeah. unbelievable. So last it's just week. it's just cool to see the game expanding more yeah. globally. Yeah, unbelievable atmosphere last week in Germany with the Seahawks and the Bucks. The Bucks ended up prevailing on that one. You know, but the atmosphere is just unbelievable. I believe you know. Mexico City. It's going to be definitely a much different atmosphere, but should still be fun nonetheless. Moving on, we got our AFC and NFC current playoff predictions standings. And, you know, number one overall seed in the AFC, you know, who do you guys believe will be the number one overall? Uh, Chiefs. Yeah, I I, I agree. Chiefs. That's probably a no brainer. Yeah. Number two, I'm going with the Titans. Oh, we're we're, uh, still staying with the AFC. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, dude. It's kind of early to just be able to really just make a definitive list because of all the yeah. different division battles and, yeah. and the wild card teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, sure, I guess the Titans could, but I I honestly think the winner of the AFC East 
could easily get that spot, whether it be the Dolphins, the Bills, or the Jets. So I really don't know who the number two seed could be at this point. Yeah. Could be. I mean, yeah, I think it's going to be the AFC East team, honestly, because yeah. I, I the Dolphins right now are sitting at seven and three. They've been looking really good, especially as of late. Even though the Bills have slipped up a little bit lately, mm-hmm. they're still a very, very good team. Oh, and still, and yeah, all yeah. year we've oh, been yeah. saying they're they're going to be a top two to top three team in the entire league, possibly the Super Bowl champion. So I think it's going to end up being the team from the AFC East, whoever makes it out. Oh, I think you know, I think the Bills are technically kind of going to be the number three team. I I think going back to that. AFC East battle, you know, you got you got really teams from both the AFC East and NFC NFC East. There are no teams that are not under 500 right now, so it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a competitive. You know, it's kind of like a competitive atmosphere where you see that, you know, um, where whoever wins out will probably come the number one or number two. And I think it's 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 going to be exciting to watch down the stretch now. Like the NFC East is kind of like the same thing. So who do you like, based on where the standings are right now? Who do you think is going to come as the number one seed in the NFC? For me, I would say the Eagles. Still, I think the Eagles are still the best team mm-hmm. in the NFC. But I don't think the Vikings are going to finish at number two. Um, I think it's going to end up being, truthfully, I think it really could end up being the Giants. They've been they've been really good this year. If they if they're able to take care of the end of this if they're end of the season. If they're able to split with the Eagles, I think they're going to end up finishing number two. The problem, though, is that even if they yeah, have the second even if best they finish record, number two, they you get the, the top five they finish seed. Yeah, the five seed because because of the whole. Oh, are, we, yeah. are you going by number two playoff like playoff I, I, spot I or there's overall so. NFC? I didn't really because yeah, I was saying overall yeah, NFC overall, two playoff spot. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. We're doing playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. Oh, okay. Because yeah, because overall, I agree with you. That could I could definitely see the Giants moving up to number two. I know I kind of trashed the Eagles earlier, but mm-hmm. they given their schedule and. They are a good football team. I don't see them losing the number one spot at this point. Um, if we want to do playoff seeding, number two team, probably going to be the Vikings. I just, just because it has to. Because you look at the other two divisions, the the West and the South, you know the South is going to be the four seed no matter what. And unless the Niners or the Seahawks go on an absolute tear and the Vikings fall apart, I just think that it's going to be Eagles one, Vikings two, either Niners or Seahawks three, Tampa Bay four, then the Giants coming at five, six and seven up for grabs. I think six and I think the two teams that make that will be an additional NFC East team and then an additional NFC West team. Yeah, I think I can agree with that. But I could see like all NFC East teams like making it with the schedule that they have. That would be crazy. I, I, feel like, I feel like you know the Giants can come out at five, the Cowboys at six, and the Commanders at seven. Problem so. is they beat up on each other too. So yeah. I mean that could. Hurt their chances a little I mean, bit. I mean, yeah, they do have a lot of head-to-head matchups remaining. As mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know, the Giants do have five division games remaining, two against the Commanders, two against the Eagles, one against the Cowboys. So mm-hmm. it's it's going to be coming down the wire. I think the bottom teams, like from 9 to 16 in the NFC, are kind of done for. I just, I don't know. I I don't see, if you guys are pulling up the, the standing, I just don't see the Falcons, Cardinals, Packers, Lions, Rams, uh, Carolina, New Orleans, or Chicago. Like I just think that that's all out. I really think it's just there's eight teams right now battling for seven spots. There's Washington, San Francisco, Dallas, New York, Tampa, Seattle, Minnesota, Philadelphia. Well, I think you know you have a lot of those teams like having disappointing seasons thus far. I, I believe like you know there there are certain teams that were kind of expected to make it like or or make it easily like 
you know, the Rams, I'm sure people expected to be much better. I think the Bucks the same way. So I think, you know, there are a lot of teams in the playoffs this year that, I mean, as of right now, there are a lot of teams in the playoffs this year that are going to be different than past years. And I think that this is really what's going to make it exciting down the stretch, including the AF, AFC playoff predictions, NFC playoff predictions. Who do you think is the number one team to beat in the NFL right now? Oh. Top Super Bowl <coughs> contender. Because it was the Bills going the beginning of the year. Now with the loss to the Jets and the Vikings. Um, That's a really good question because I think each week this season I probably have a different answer. For a while it was like either the Eagles or the Bills – what I will say now is that every team looks beatable. Not that every team is easy to beat, but nobody's invincible at this point, mm-hmm. especially with the Eagles finally losing to Washington. If I had to pick the number one team to beat, you know, this might sound like a, oh, like you're really going with that team answer, but I do think it's the Chiefs when healthy. I just think, and this is not a knock on the Eagles or the Vikings or the Bills, because I think all those teams are, are really, really good in their own respect, but... Man, Mahomes is so good, and to be excelling after losing your top weapon in the offseason, I think it's just a testament to how good he really is. And for anyone that's watched football, you saw that in 13 seconds in the playoffs last year, he led a game-tying or game-winning drive. So I think that kind of tells you all you need to know. Yeah, I I was going to say the Chiefs anyway. Um, I think the Eagles, we've seen, they, they haven't been tested enough as a team to really see if they're ready for the playoffs and the team has not had a ton of playoff experience because they're a pretty young team uh the bills they've shown their flaws this year um at six and three right now they're a very good team we know that and i'm hoping for a chiefs bills rematch that'd be great that'd be fun the bills have had their flaws this year and then the vikings i i know they're eight and one but i still don't see them making a super deep playoff push or really sticking in the playoffs. I kind of have a feeling they're division round out, even I, wild I card. Like, I agree. I just feel like the wheels are just going to fall off in a game, and it's just going to be so frustrating for Vikings fans, but they're just going to lose just a random game and just be like, oh, man, like that's it, really? Like, the, Yeah, it's just, that's just how I feel. Well, I think as you've seen in the past years, you know, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl in the 2019-2020 season. Ever since then, you know, They've gotten beaten by a team in the playoffs who you didn't really expect to beat them. They lost in the Super Bowl to the Bucks, who were blew a, a five a five seed team, and they lost last year to the Bengals, who a lot of people did not really expect. You know, they were, I think they they had the worst record in the AFC in the playoffs that year. So. Yeah, and they had they won I think three games the year before. Yeah, so but, the Bengals came out of nowhere last year. Yeah, but still, with all the experience going to the AFC Championship for a four or five years straight, I, I still think you know. The Chiefs are the number one team to beat, and they've shown that really for the past, you know, who knows how long. Andy Andy Reid era, Patrick Mahomes era. Yeah, it's been five years. I think this is their fifth season. Yep, and I think this is going to be, yeah, fifth with Patrick Mahomes as well. Correct, yeah. Yep. Chiefs, number one team in the AFC East, most likely to probably win the Super Bowl. And with um, that, unless they face the Giants, of course. So, yes, of course. I mean, let's just be honest. Oh, <laughs> well, the Giants, you know. Probably projected to make the playoffs at the end of the season. Probably most likely as a five seed if they continue to. Just got to win ten games. Yep. that's it. Exactly. You got Gi- seven now. Find mm-hmm. find three more. Yep. The Giants, brain for the best as a Giants fan. And with that, that will conclude conclude it for today's episode of NFL Friday. The director of WFUV Sports is Bobby Cefferdini. Our video producer is Joe Masters, and radio producers is Patrick Amaturo. And in the studio, we've got Matt Benson and Breach Gottman. 
I'm Sebastian Seabach saying so long. NFL Friday is a production of WFUV Sports.